everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. This is your coach and your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figure Chick 9101, talking to you with a little bit of a more positive and, I'd say, inspirational podcast. And today we're talking about taking the next step in faith. How does that sound? Taking the next step in faith when perhaps you can't see three feet in front of your face. Maybe you've started some kind of a project and you're in the middle of it and you're not seeing the results that you want. You're not seeing them to the magnitude that you want. You're, you're meeting a lot of resistance. You're meeting a lot of challenge. You find that you're fatiguing out. And sometimes you get to that point where it's like you're in the middle. What do you do? How do you regain your power so that you have it in you to take another step? Champion mindset is all about being in that zone, in the strength. But there's going to be times when the thing that you're working on may be bigger than yourself. Perhaps you're coming out of a volatile situation, maybe you've done a whole entire life redo, and you're in the middle of a hallway, right? And you see the doors behind you, and you kind of turn around, and you open up some of those doors, and you think like, I can't go back there. <laughs> and then the, the doors which are in front of you, and the doors at you know the front end of the hallway, like they've not truly been revealed to you. How do you find that strength in you to push through to completion? And that's exactly what it is. It's taking the next step in faith and digging deep, 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 deep down so that you find within you the power and the motivation and the energy to take the next step, even when you're taking the next step in blind faith. And this is what I'm going to tell you. God never brings you so far only to bring you so far. He's got great things in plan for your life. It's that when you get to that point of where you're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is huge. Not only does this feel like this is unsurmountable, like there's, there's so much for me to do that I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't even halfway know where to begin. That's actually a positive sign. That's actually a sign of the fact that you've just freaking leveled up. So it's about your perspective. It's about your perception and your view on your situation that you can either view it as, oh my gosh, this is completely unsurmountable. I'm way out of my league. Or you know what? I'm in a brand new league. I was brought to this league for a reason. I'm the rookie here. And I'm going to do exactly what I've done in all of my other previous leagues or previous levels before, which is to grow and to develop and continue to walk forward. Right? There's a difference in perspective there. One is the, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to be able to be good enough. I'm never going to have enough resource or 
or anything to be able to do what it is that I do. And now, you know, the vision is starting to become very fuzzy for me and you get, you get taken off track. You lose your focus. The other one says, okay, all right, I'm here now. <laughs> it's time for me to get into the game. Let's take this one step at a time. What's the very next thing that I have to do? Okay, but in order for you to be able to do that, you have to have a very solid vision. And I mean that in a concrete way. I don't mean like, oh, the vision in some sort of ethereal and, you know, like a flighty way. I mean an actual concrete vision of what it is that you want your life to look like or this project to look like or this goal to actually look like. What is it? You don't just let yourself just kind of drift and hopefully one day somehow like, oh, you know, nobody ever knows where, I mean like concrete, like this is what I have for my life. But then when you get into those places, I will tell you hands down, there's going to be times when you question, why am I here? Or if you have reached a total stall, you've reached a closed door, you've reached the point where you restarted and you look, I'm going to give you an example. This is what's precipitating this podcast. A friend of mine posted on Facebook, she's a nurse, still works as one. I myself, if you're new on the podcast, I am a registered nurse. And she posted about how one of her friends was assaulted by a patient while working. And it got me to thinking about all the times that I was spit on and punched and grabbed and thrown into the wall and people threatened to follow me home and kill my family. I mean, it was like, and I worked in some pretty rough areas and I own that 100%, but I mean, honest to God, like no, nobody in the whole like medical industry, it just infuriates me how lackadaisical it has become in posting up for safety since the inception of big business. And ultimately, I will tell you that the very, I know that I say that nursing was never meant to be a long-term strategy for me, and it wasn't, but I also said in podcasts, like, I never envisioned myself loving it as much as I did. Like that caught me off guard how much I actually loved working as a very, very high critical care emergency trauma nurse. Like I, I loved every part of it. I loved the learning aspect of it. I loved, you know, being like the inspector trying to figure out what's going on with these people. Like I, I loved it and I loved being able to help make people better. And I always viewed it as being like a major privilege of being in people's lives at the worst possible moment all the time. And I know that that is not a gift which is given to many people. I never took it lightly. It always, always, always was very serious to me. But ultimately, why I left was because of the issues of safety. That physically, it was not a safe environment. And also professionally for my license, I always felt like my license was in jeopardy the more and the different places I tried to go. And ultimately, I come from a background where safety is the trained priority. And it always seemed like I was working against what was preached to be our number one priority. So for me, I left that industry, okay? And I tell you, 
repetitively. I didn't know what the next thing for me was going to be. I think when you come from a place where you're called into a profession, as I know that I was into nursing because I never even wanted to be a nurse to begin with, that when you do that redo and you're doing something new and you're starting over from very meager beginnings and you are incurring all the consequences, all of the financial consequences, all of the loss of friendships, all of the loss of support, because nobody is understanding what it is that you're doing. Like you're breaking down one area of your life, but you're also building a, a new one. You're not trying to finagle and finesse and contort the old one. You pick that shit up and you put it on a brand new track and you're starting over. Not everybody comes with you. But when you go back in and you have times where you're doubting your forward path, as I have done, you, like numerous times, I cannot even tell you how many times. And I've gone back and tried taking nursing contracts and seeing, well, can I get into this other aspect of the industry? You know, it, it's not exactly, you know, as critical care or whatever. And every time I went back, it was as though my tolerance for that lack of safety was less and less. And that's just me, okay? Now, I, we need people in healthcare, and I'm not here to, you know, make like a big like exodus for everybody to leave healthcare, obviously. I'm, I'm merely reporting my personal, you know, walk through that journey. But where do you go then when you feel like, holy shit, like I'm so heavily niched as I was? to become a flight nurse like I'm heavily heavily if you want to talk about like specialized niche that's what I was and so automatically from the get-go it makes me overqualified for a lot of positions within my own industry within the healthcare industry but then when you travel outside of there nobody really knows exactly what flight nursing even entails and so that openness to explore an employee to be hired on even in a different profession, I did not have a lot of positive feedback. You know, when you're doing your like your resumes and things like that, and, and I'm telling you this, like I'm being totally honest. Like it was obvious I could not go back to healthcare. I had reached maximum saturation. Not because I was burned out, but because I was freaking fed up. Like there's a major difference there. And you look back and you just say, holy shit, I, I not only can I not go back there, I or can't go back there, I'm not going back there. Like, not refusing to go back there. Okay, well, let's remodel ourselves and let's go into a different industry where you're not dealing with human life. I have a lot of skill sets and a lot of things which are highly valuable, highly marketable things that could help any other industry. But it wasn't received with like open arms and fanfare. And I will tell you that it can play a huge mind F with you when you are not certain. Like, what is my next step? Because it seems like I was called into this one profession and clearly my time there is over. <laughs> 
But now let me come over here and let me try to do something else. And all you're hitting is walls, all the place, like everywhere you go. And I will tell you that it can really become quite fatiguing. <laughs> understatement of the year because you're finding it hard to continue to push forward and period finding it hard to push forward where do you go and this is one of the reasons why in all of our coaching and trainings like my heart honestly goes out to you because I've been there and there's still like seasons where I go there. It's never like, all right, everything is locked and loaded and we are moving forward and, you know, financially or life is without worry or like there's always going to be shit which, which happens and you have to dig down deep inside of you and not only push through it, but you have to assume the position that you are going to move it forward to completion. There's a big difference there between being in the driver's seat and having 100% confidence that, you know what, I've been through all these other terrible places in my life, and yet I'm still standing, right? <laughs> and here's going to be another one. How are we going to get through this one? And I'm telling you, the second you allow yourself to get caught up in your feels, it's over for you. It's over for you. You have to reach down and embrace your freaking inner badass and know who honestly is on your side. And I'm not talking about people. When you are by yourself, okay, perhaps you are the leader of a household, the leader of an organization, you're the leader of a team. Leadership, you require a team. But at the end of the day, when you are the point person, you hold all of the responsibility for moving that project through to completion, keeping your people enrolled, keeping your people engaged. And there's a lot of responsibility which comes with that. You, it always comes at your own expense. And it's up to you to decide how fast, how furious you're going to continue to move and to build. But you can also get into places where you're feeling like, gosh, I feel like it's me versus the world. And I'm here to tell you that it's not honestly that way. It's actually you and God versus the world. He's got you. He's gotten you through past times, past places where there was confusion and uncertainty and unrest. And here you are. And he's going to move you through this next phase. Only sometimes you have now, like you're standing in the wilderness and you're looking, at least this is what happens to me as I look around and I say to myself, you know what? Honestly, why God, why did you call me into being a nurse? Like 20 years of my life, completely wasted. And I have zero, zero, zero to show for it. Zero to show for it. Like, why would you put me there? 
and it can cause you to become, at least it does me, very angry. Like, fine, I believe that everything is a training ground. Yes, I believe that you're, you know, you're grooming my character, but WTF, like at what point, at what point is there going to be any sort of quote unquote promised land? Why, why, why? I was just thinking about like <laughs> when they say like God only gives the hardest, you know, trials to the tr to the strongest soldiers. Like, why do you trust me so much with this? Like, what is next for me? Because I feel like I'm getting weak. And I'm speaking on this with a lot of heart because I know that certainly my nursing friends are at that point where I, I hear from you guys all the time, like, I just don't know how much longer I can do this. And, you know, I just wake up and just go to work and just get the work done and, and just move forward and just, you know, just hope that nothing happens. Like, in my inner workings, like, I, that's wrong. Like, why, why does it have to be that way? And I, I don't want to recommend that you do, like, a, a radical rip-the-band-aid-off technique because certainly not everybody you know, is going to be built with enough strength to either do their own thing or open their own business or move into a different area. Everybody has different responsibilities. Everybody has different priorities. So I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to assist you with some of the mindset training on how to powerfully navigate your course that no matter where you are, if you have decided this is where I'm going to stay and I'm going to push myself through completion, it's how do you bolster yourself up mentally so that you can stay that course and finish through to completion. Or if you decide F this shit and now you're starting over to bolster you up with that mental strength and tenacity and grit for you to move that project in through completion. But there's going to be this, this lull time where you're questioning a lot of things. Like, did I make the right choice? Should I have stayed in there a little bit longer? Should I have tried something a little bit harder? And if you've listened to our previous podcast, the one that I just did last night on, you know, how to regain your focus in the light of, what did I call it? Of tragedy, I think is what it was. And I was talking about my cousin Danny and about he was all about completion, all right? Go back and listen to that podcast that you're still going to have those times when you're questioning, should I have done more? What should I have done? Could this be finagled a different way? And it's up to you to make the decision on whether or not you're staying or you're leaving. But either way, you're making a powerful choice. It's a powerful choice. I'm choosing to stay. And it doesn't mean that you have to tolerate all of the bullshit. You have to, number one, accept and own the choice that I am staying here or I'm not staying here. And then you get back to basics. 
right? What are the things that you refuse to tolerate? I refuse to tolerate disrespect. I refuse to tolerate low pay. I refuse to tolerate whatever. And once you start putting down your posts of strength, that helps you to build your path and it actually lights the next step in front of you. Because once you see what it is that you're not going to do, it becomes very clear what you are going to do. And for those of you who are not in this position, that sounds kind of vague, but I know for those of you who are stuck in the middle and you're at that point vacillating back and forth like, shit, man, I just, I, I just, I don't know what to do next. What do you do when you don't know what to do next? Like, I can't even see the next step. How do I take the next step if I can't even see it? Never in my wildest dreams did I think that this, this coaching concept would resonate so deeply with people who were in the crux of a bunch of, of shit. Okay? It's up to you. You've got to have some sort of concrete way to ground yourself so that you can stabilize yourself in the midst of instability. Because what happens is you start to overthink your situation. Well, what if this? What if this? What if this? You're doing your risk-benefit analysis. You're doing your pros and your cons. You're, you're playing out all these different scenarios. You're overthinking, you're overthinking, and you become so incredibly overwhelmed that you take zero action and you stay exactly where you are. When you find yourself flailing like that, okay, I have what's called an anchor leg checklist, all right? It's very solid, all right? It tends to your physiologic needs in order to get yourself back into a position of power. One is make, you know, question yourself. When was the last time I ate? Okay, like a solid, reasonable meal. You'll find that when you regain control of your blood sugars, I know that this is to, like a total nursing thing, and it totally is, but it's, it's science, this is fact. When you regain control of your blood sugars, your mood follows your food. So when you have solid blood sugars, you're not going to have these offshoots of emotions and wildly spinning thoughts because it's anchored in your physiology. Blood sugar volatility causes volatility in your mood and your attitude. So you need to stabilize that. All right. So number one, when was the last time I had like a stable, you know, solid meal? Is it time? Okay. Step two, looking at your sleep patterns. Am I just freaking exhausted right now? Am I sleeping in interrupted sleep cycles? Am I staying up late, scrolling on my phone in bed, and it's, it's highlighting my, my, my brain awake centers, which actually interferes with my sleep, and I'm not putting myself to sleep? Am I honestly just plain out fatigued right now? Okay, when was my last workout? I don't know. Okay, we got a problem, Houston. <laughs> when was your last conversation with God? When was your last hug? Like, those are the tenets of a strong anchor list. All right? Then once you have those fulfilled, then you're able to move powerfully. Okay, these things, these are rock solid. This is actually what I have. All right, cool. Now, Let's take a look. Let's take a look at where do we start when you don't know what to do next and your situation is keeping you up at night. 
your situation is causing you to overthink. How do you actually take the next step in faith when you, you're, you don't even know what the next step is? You don't even have any faith right now because it just seems wherever you're going to go, it's like playing the game of hot lava. You're just going to like fall into the lava pit. This is the importance of having what we call a refusal list. Okay, so wherever your position is, triage your current position. What do you refuse to tolerate? Great, I refuse to tolerate disrespect. I refuse to tolerate my current weight, you know, my body composition as it is. I refuse to tolerate being out of shape. I refuse to tolerate my financial position. I refuse to tolerate, uh, you know, insert your, insert your thing here, whatever it is that you refuse. And when you put that down on a piece of paper, all the things that you refuse to tolerate, and this is a great exercise. When you do this, you're, you will be surprised what comes to the forefront. It's going to be heavily attached to your value system. And when you put those words down, I refuse, it will cataclysmically, there's a word for you, change how you operate your day. I promise you, I promise you. And that's how you regain your strength. Now the next step, the next dimension is making sure that you are then taking steps towards light. And this is where we bring in our spiritual training. Okay, because it's very easy to get stuck like in the underworld and deal with the pain all the time. But pain is, is like survival mode. You're just trying to survive day to day. When you have a vision for your life, when you have a vision for your organization, when you have a vision for your future, it's never do you think it's possible. That's none of your business. Because with God, all things are possible. So I challenge you now, when you're moving to that next level, okay, where you feel like you're in the freaking wilderness, like you look backwards, I can't go back there. I just, you know, my anchor list is solid, like it's intact. I have this refusal list. I see all the things that I refuse to tolerate. I don't know where this is going to lead me. I don't know what the next thing is, is you have to look to the future and you've got to look into the light. What's the thing that you want to do? What's the vision for your future? The vision pulls you. Instead of you having to be pushed by pain, the vision pulls you towards it and your steps that you take are actually automatic. Now, whether or not you think that you can ever do the thing or whether or not you actually think that you can accomplish the task, it's seriously none of your business. If God put it in your heart, that's the gift that he's giving you and he will equip you 
with whatever it is that you need with the teachers, with the teachers, the coaches, the trainings, the resources, the networks. It's whether or not you then choose to focus your gaze on him. And know with 100% certainty that if he brought you to it, he will bring you through it. That's what he does. This is challenging your faith at a higher level. This is taking a step out in faith without being able to see the next step. This hands down is if you remember that one teaching in the Bible where, who was it? No, remember Jesus was walking on the water and everybody was like, we want to walk out on the water. And, you know, Peter was like, I want to walk on the water. And God was like, well, then come out and walk on the water. And he did until he started looking around and thinking about the fact like, holy shit, I'm on water. And he started, he fell, he fell into the water, <laughs> you know, and Jesus reached down and helped him back up. And he was like, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, Jesus really had a pretty funny sense of humor. It's like the kid, you know, who's on the bicycle, like after the dad lets go and the kid doesn't have the training wheels on anymore. And the kid like looks back, like, where the hell is my dad? Like he always wipes out. Well, if he would have just remained forward focused and remained pedaling and doing what he was doing, he never would have wiped out. But instead the kid gets mad, yells at the dad, you know, like, why did you let go? You said you wouldn't let go. And the dad was like, you're not supposed to look behind you. Like you're supposed to be looking where you're going. You're not supposed to look behind you to the places, you know, to see where I am. You're fine, you're doing it. You're exactly right. Just like if you're driving a car, like you can't spend your whole entire time looking in the rear view mirror of where you were. You gotta look back there from time to time, make sure that a semi isn't coming up your ass hard and fast, you know? But you're going forward. That's why the windshield is so incredibly big compared to the rear view mirror. You have to remain forward focused. So here's gonna be something that you can actually add to your day, all right? That's going to help you scoop yourself up and position you in a place of power and then take those next steps forward with a clean heart. That's the next step, okay? And it's actually integrating something into your morning routine. I will highly recommend to you to read excerpts from the New Testament, specifically from the book of Mark. Mark is filled with tons of miracles, and in my opinion, it really showcases Jesus as a leader and God as a provider. And from that, I can't remember, is it Mark 10 or Mark 12? I can't remember the exact passage, but it says, with God, all things are possible. So you never have to worry about where you were or why you're here in this particular place or you know just in your life in general because God has a plan for your life you don't always see what's behind the curtain but it's making yourself ready and available for God to use to help the next person who's coming up behind you or the person who's coming alongside of you does that make sense 
And, and at the end of the day, when you feel that everybody else has fallen to the wayside, and it totally is you, you will never be worried that you are quote unquote by yourself. You will never be worried, like wondering about like what's going to happen, you know, in the next 24 hours, like you're here with these 24 hours, use them and maximize them to the best of your ability. And when God puts you in a new training space, because everything, everything is a training ground, let's face it, it's preparing you for the next part of your life. He placed you there because you have what it takes. He knows your potential. He's placed you there on purpose. He's given you certain tools on purpose. He's given you certain skills on purpose. And he's built you up on purpose to bring you to this next place. So wherever you are, rest in that assurance. This is where your faith becomes tested, hands down, hands down. And I can 100% speak with full clarity on this, that it's one thing to operate in faith when you have some sort of a safety net underneath you, but to be operating in full faith with zero safety net underneath you. Now that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> Name that movie. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that you can do it. Because you can do all, that you know the verse, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Are you positioning yourself and asking yourself every morning, God, how do you want to use me today? Will you please direct me? Direct me to the people, direct me to the places where you want me to be used. He'll show you. You may find yourself from a high point of leadership, then being positioned behind a different group of leaders, people who you can trust to lead you and your skills and your talents complement their endeavor. He will show you the partnerships. He will show you the joint ventureships. You have to increase your ask. You cannot be afraid to ask for something that's as wide as wisdom and direction and discernment. I think oftentimes you get so caught up in asking for, oh my gosh, can you just get me through this day? Or can you just, you know, your ask is so small. Your ask is so small. What is it that you want to do? Where do you feel drawn? Where do you feel compelled? And this requires a very sensitive heart to make the distinction and the discernment 
that you're not trying to fix something and control it. As you see, oftentimes when you're in relationships, which are horrid, both personal and professional, that sometimes God is just asking you to put down the thing that you are wrestling with because he is demanding you and pushing you and bringing you to a different place where you're able to grow and thrive, not just survive. And no matter who tells you you can't do it, and no matter how many people say, oh, you'll never, oh, blah, 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 blah. It won't be my problems are so big. It will be my God is so big. There's nothing that we can't handle together. Nothing, not one thing. It may take me longer because I don't have the experience and I'm new at this thing, but just like anything else, there was a lot of things in your life that you started out, you freaking sucked at. <laughs> it took you forever. But with time and with practice and with repetition, what happens? You get better and better and better at it. And now it becomes so natural to you you don't even think twice about it. That's the exact same position that you're at now. It's just that perhaps you've gotten comfortable in one particular area or one particular position or one particular situation or one particular relationship that it seems so foreign to you to not do this thing or to not be this particular person. But when you take the cap of that identity off of, of who you built yourself to be, you are still the person inside. Your core fundamentals are still there. They're still intact. It's whether or not you choose to remodel them and use them either for a different purpose or a new and improved purpose. That's all. So don't overthink it and don't overcomplicate it. And no matter how many people tell you you can't do it, and trust me, trust me, it will come from the people who are closest to you. The people that you kind of like expect, like, well, these people should know me. <laughs> they know my past, you know, history of successes. This, they're going to tell me that I can't do this. Or maybe they know my past failures and like in, in one aspect, like you just wish, like I wish somebody would champion me here, but nobody does. That you can't hinge yourself or make decisions or choose not to move forward because of what other people say. And this, this is the other part of champion mindset training. It's learning on how to focus on the end destination. 
not on the things that may potentially, you know, walk across your path, you are focused and you are chiseling out and shoveling and cutting and getting rid of all unnecessary distractions so that you can continue moving forward. And even when the life situation jumps out and causes you to lose your focus, you have the skill set on how to snap yourself back on. I've given you the resources. I've given you part one, which is the anchor leg checklist. All right. The other, I think, deeper portion of it. And again, this is why we bring the element of spirituality and God into the equation. Is because at the end of the day, you can always rely on him. And when you really take to heart how big your God is and how many battles he fights for you and has fought for you, for you to still be standing here today, holy shit, it makes whatever little, you know, portion you're sitting at right now, questioning your future, questioning this, questioning that, like it makes it seem like a non-issue. It's, it's, this is only a temporary position. This is not where I'm destined to remain. The other aspect of it is this. There will always be angels on their way. Always. When you reach a low point, when you reach a state of confusion, when you reach a state of questioning and overwhelm, like your job is to get silent. All right, that's how you snap yourself. You have to you have to be the one to stop it. I feel like I'm spinning out of control like the Tasmanian diva as opposed to the Tasmanian devil. I wanted to add a little bit of like feminine flair there. <laughs> All right, but you have to recognize the fact that when you start to spin out of control like that, you're the only person who can snap your shit back onto track. You can do that. It starts with a decision. You see now the power of your mind. I've got your attention on this podcast. And now you're in a ready and learning place. Are you starting to feel a little bit better? Yes. Why? Because we've eliminated the distractions and you are taking your power back. Power is only a bad thing when it's misused. But I believe that you are in your power when your heart and your mind are in alignment. And you're operating from that strength of mindset and with a very clean heart. And that's the importance of keeping the light in front of you and pursuing the light. Not moving into the dark areas of why you don't measure up all of your past failures, all the past times that you tried and you didn't complete, all the bad things that you do, all the talents and skill sets that you lack, 
all the reasons why everybody else is a million miles ahead of you and you're still way back here, all of the people who you hurt, all of the, like, all the mistakes that you made, I mean, come on. You can go down that direction, but it's going to keep you spiraled in a downward direction. You're never going to be able to lift yourself up. You've got to be the one to be able to do that mental pivot turn and move yourself from the holy shit, I'm going down the hole here, to be able to snap on Houston, we've got a problem and pivot turn and, and face the light. This is the direction that I'm moving now. I may have done all those different things. I may have fallen down 20 different times. I may have failed. I may be, you know, kicked in the teeth. I may, you know, be raked across the, whole, the coals. You know, whatever that, that image is inside of your head. All of that is done. All of it is over. There's nothing that you can go back and do to actually change it. Yes, there's consequences. Yes, there's lessons. But fine, we're moving this ship forward. We are moving towards the light. And if nothing else comes about it, your life is a testament that you can do a 180 degree pivot turn and become a different caliber of individual. But it still requires you to step out in faith that even though people may know you to be a particular type of person they may know you to be in a particular industry or hold a particular position like you're never capped at that you're never capped at that that's another reason why we bring God into the equation is that God loves you for who and how you are but he loves you too much for you to stay that way growth is the expectation that's the expectation and as he brings you to the next level, as he brings you to your next training ground, as he introduces you to the people for whom you influence and the people for whom you're responsible for, he's calling on you to stir up and bring forth, you know, the tools and the skills and the knowledge and the wisdom that you've acquired up to this point and bring out into the light. Okay, you know what? Here's where I effed up. I see where you are. Okay, these are the things that you have to know. Or when the you know what hits the fan, you exert your action and you show people what to do during those times. Leadership is never a self-centered project. But when you are marching through the dark places where you are then navigating the next place for you to go, which may be the jungle that does not have the land which is cleared yet, you are, you are a trailblazer and you are charging your own forward path. It can be really sketchy in there. Trust me, I get it. I've been there. I still get there. But when you face the light, your vibe attracts your tribe. You will attract to you the angels, the temporary teaching angels and the people who, I believe that angels, like they don't come down, you know, with wings, right? <laughs> like they're people. 
who will just flash a smile at you or they just show up and they just give you a hug like you'll see this if you go to the grocery store and you'll just have a baby that just wants to smile at you for some freaking reason you have no idea you have no idea all of those people and all of those things and this can even be animals i believe that they're angels they're angels that are sent to you and all it takes is one little glimmer from them one little interaction from them one little hug one little something to reignite your fire and give you that oh you know what this is okay this is all right i've got my confirmation okay you know what thank you let's move forward and you'll begin to see that every situation that happens to you in your life has been carefully designed for you for you not to you but for you not because you're meant to live a life of pain and suffering not even though i know sometimes it feels that way it's only your position it's only your perspective that when you look back and you say holy shit all that stuff what was it all for oh well holy shit i'm still standing here excuse my language i know i'm swearing a lot on this podcast but this has seriously made me into one freaking badass <laughs> and then you can't help but laugh and like you're starting to feel pretty good about yourself right now huh nobody else i know has done that so if i could have made it through that shit i know that i can make it through this shit i know it god was with me then god is with me now i don't know what the hell he has planned for me this chapter but you know what let's let's maximize this 24 let's influence the people we're supposed to be influencing let's master the moment let's carpe our damn diem and let's get the job done and when you have that settling inside of you you will be able to then turn up the volume on your creativity and you will be able to see with crystal clarity that vision for your future the vision that you can't see is only because you're stuck in the now of the how to and that just needing to survive when you master your physiology when you master your focus you don't have those upspringings of the left side of your brain which is trying to make you worry and try to make order out of everything what happens when you come from a place in pe- of peace and power is your creativity turns on with creativity also comes resourcefulness oh i can do this i can do this now the vision the how to for the vision is becoming very very readily apparent and you just keep on working it backwards and now suddenly you see the next step in front of your eyes this is oh huh this is the next step i can totally do that but as with all things it comes from your houston we have a problem moment all right and you've got to ask for help 
ask God for help. Ask him for regain of your focus. You know, go through your anchor lake checklist. That's why I keep on bringing it up to you. That's why we also usually include the power of the breath. You know, taking those five slow controlled breaths. All of those things are going to help you master your physiology so that you can get in tune with what the big dude upstairs wants you to be doing. And this doesn't even have to be like, you know, moving mountains. This could, this could be, you know, how does he want you to operate in your household? How does he want you to be as a member of your team? What sort of a person does he want you to become? It's as simple as that. But when you're caught up in that busyness of the day-to-day of jumping back and forth and oh my God, you're never going to be able to hear his gentle promptings. All you'll hear (laughs) is when he freaking yanks you by the collar and he's like, I told you not to do it that way. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Let's try again. Take I was gonna say take two, but for those of us who are strong-willed individuals, when God like makes you, you know, reshoot your scene over, it's like take 5,497, <laughs> right? I know, if you can't laugh, if you can't laugh at life, what else is there? So we're gonna wrap up this podcast here. Thank you for joining us, but wherever it is that you are, you can be assured that it is not the very end. It's not the end destination for you. Keep on pushing through. Keep on taking the next step. Point yourself towards the light and let it pull you towards it. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Again, this has been your coach, Nicole DeVincentis. You can contact us directly on our website. If there's anything that we can do to serve you, your team, your organization, please do not hesitate to reach out. We're at transformationgold.org. The contact us button is in the top right-hand corner. We do all of our coachings either via telephone, via Skype, FaceTime, or we do travel via plane, trains, and automobiles. We'll catch you next time. Make it a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye.